Hey, entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? Like many of us, I'm sure you're feeling it. Business is hard, and now more than ever, you need to have a plan to help your business not just survive, but thrive. And it can happen as simply with thinking with the end in mind. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a business growth strategist. I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees increased profitability, guides your growth, and plans for a future exit. Because I believe a business worth selling is also a business worth owning. And I'd love to share strategies that I've earned and learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. But before we get started, I have something to share with you. I put together an insightful and think outside the box masterclass. This brief 20-minute training has been specifically designed to help you learn how to grow your business five times or even 10 times the revenue and the value of your firm. So you're in a great position to sell it someday on your terms. Register for free at 10xyourfirm.com. All right. I am really excited to have on my new friend. Hillman and I have connected so deeply. It's going to be like I, I have a bro relationship with him already. Um, so Hillman Story is the co-founder of Coach CRM sales coaching software for managers. He's also the co-founder of Close Loop, which is a management consulting firm based out of New York. Houston, Silicon Valley, and Johannesburg. He's a partner of 2.12 Angels as a seed stage venture capital firm and a member of the Forbes Business Council and, let's get this, an author of eight top selling books on sales management, sales management and coaching. He has coached and consulted over 500 fast growing companies that range from early stage startup companies such as Salesforce, Box, SurveyMonkey, and Build.com, totaling over $640 billion in valuations and market cap. In addition, Hillman is an award-winning trainer to more than 15,000 salespeople and over 5,000 senior executives. He hosts two top-performing podcasts and is a sought-after speaker around the globe. Hillman has spent 25 years in Silicon Valley with three successful exits, and he is excited to be here today to discuss uh, common challenging scaling challenges that many startups face and how to overcome them. Hillman, my new friend, I love you to death already. <laughs> Welcome to Profit with a Plan podcast. I'm so happy to be here, Marcia. I don't feel like a new friend. I feel like an old friend that's just reconnected. That's what it feels yeah. like. <laughs> We are we are definitely kindred souls, and we were probably Absolutely. together in many lives. Um, so this is fantastic, and I hope we can keep this down to thirty minutes. I know we could probably talk for several hours every time we'll we talk get fast. together. We'll talk fast. <laughs> there we go. We'll pull a Russell Brunson. Yes, <laughs> That's yes. great. So, so Hellman, um, first of all, how in the world did you get into helping customers and businesses to grow their business and scale? You know what's funny? Um, <laughs> I was that kid. Have you ever played backgammon before? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, the backgammon comes inside of this little thing. It's like a little leather case. and You've got all the little tokens in it and it closes up and it looks like a briefcase. And literally when I was about six to eight years old, I would, I emptied out all the tokens. I still don't know how to play backgammon. I emptied out all the tokens and I went and I got a legal pad from my dad's desk. My father was a businessman, an entrepreneur, also a professor. And I would go room to room having meetings and I would set oh up my, my little stuffed animals and I would be telling them what to do. And I would be coaching them and consulting <gasps> with them. 
And, you know, that started it. And I kid you not, I had some form of a consulting firm, like my whole life. Now, varying degrees of, you know, effectiveness and, you know, topical relevance. But it was something that if you if you ask, like, you know, did you know what you wanted to be when you were young? I absolutely knew. And the thing that charged me up was two parts. One, I am a I am so curious. I'm curious about everything. I, I firmly believe my mother taught me when I was really young that you can learn something from everyone. And I do that. I'm just an innately curious person. And that tends to research and that tends to learning about people and learning about businesses. And I was also the person who, when I got, you know, a gift for Christmas, I would take the thing apart about two hours later just to figure out how it worked kind of a thing, you know? So I do that with business. And I think that what I love is this is totally self-interested. I love aggregating information and figuring out how I can then apply that to someone else's good. Like, here's this thing that I learned, Marcia, about blah, 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 blah. And I'd love to impart this to you and see if this can help you solve for a challenge or help you to create an opportunity. And so I think this convergence of, you know, whatever my childhood proclivities were and these things that it tend to be my passions and hobbies has created, fortunately, knock on wood, uh, a career. I love it. I love it. And very similar path as a lifelong learner. And then when you learn this, you get excited and want to share it with others. And I think that's why we've connected so deeply on, on so many different manners. But this is great because we are the passion that refuels and rekindles the businesses that we work with and and help them to get to that next level or the next step or the goal that they're trying to achieve. Because oftentimes I've noticed when businesses come to us, right? And you're probably going to nod with this one. They're flattened a little bit, right? They're yeah. trying, they're struggling. And then, and then people like us come in and we're like, I got this great idea and here we can go yeah. here and here and here and there. And then it like, it gets them excited all over again. You know, there, there's a lot to that. So first off, it's, it's a lonely, it can be a very lonely path as an entrepreneur, whether, whether you're a solopreneur, whether you're a president of a small business, um, whether you're a coach consultant or in other professional services, or even if you're running a manufacturing firm, when you're the person, you know, where the buck stops, um, and the buck often stops just before your paycheck, you know what I mean? <laughs> and and so there's true. no one telling you, no one's telling you you're doing a great job. You know, no one's telling you don't go this route, you know, and, and it's difficult to make the connections and peer connections. I know there are lots of organizations that will afford these types of things to happen and you have to really kind of do it intentionally now. Um, I, like I said, I grew up with a, with a father who was an entrepreneur and a really successful entrepreneur. And I remember there were, there were times though that were really rough for him. And after I finished my first book, The Sales Enablement Playbook, he gave me a call and the, the highest compliment I ever got from him. He said, you know, gosh, I really wish I had this when I was running my businesses. I really wish I knew this stuff. And that's just kind of fueled me in this way to understand that, Hey, I'm out here having conversations with people like you every day. And that helps me to understand even right now, you know, we're in this economic climate, which could for some be uncertain for others. It's absolutely abundantly realized that we're deep in a recession. Others are experiencing it maybe a little bit later. Some hopefully won't experience it at all. But I'm getting this panoply of information from a lot of different places. And what we're able to do in our roles, Marcia, is reflect what we're hearing, not just the expertise or the experience, but also reflect the reality of what we're hearing from folks who are out there to people who might be operating inside of a silo, 
I mean, entrepreneurial work, you're working 60 hours a week, you know, so maybe less than that sometimes, but it's a lot yeah, of work it. in the business. You know what I mean? And so being able to reflect that can be an injection of vitality, can be an injection, an injection of just rationality and saying, look, you're getting all this macro information, but in truth, you know, and this is talking about scale, this right here in front of you is what you can control. So let's put all this aside and let's work on this thing right here, right? This is how we can kind of narrow the aperture as external consultants to help folks to be able to focus and to actually understand what's going to create the incremental results that are important for their business and for their own personal satisfaction and that of their team. You know, that's 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 huge because many business owners do live on this island, this private island, and everything's going on in their head and they don't actually have the the people to bounce it off of that are either at their same level or a little bit higher, unless they're in some sort of a mastermind group, which, you know, many business owners are too busy to involve themselves yeah. in. But the thing that you 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 set out here and you said that I thought was really important is control or the the thought we can control something. And there are still things that we can control. And when we when we do grab onto those and not focus on the externals of re- inflation or, or recession or competition or, you know, uh, clients or things like that, and we stay on the things that we can control, you actually can do more, right? You can. Absolutely. And, and that's that's really where the refinement occurs, because you know, the the whole idea of trying to constantly spin plates, you end up looking like the person on stage that's running around spinning plates. And, you know, what is the utility of plate spinning? Nothing except the plates don't fall. It's not like anything productive is actually happening, right? So being able to kind of carve things away and say, yes, this is an issue. It's not an issue now, right? right. Yes, this is an issue. It's not the most critical issue often requires having someone to kind of bounce that around with, or at least a framework to think about this in. You know, we think of scale when we're working with clients, we're often thinking of scale from the standpoint of what we call the 4S system, which is strategies, systems, staff, and skills, right? These are the things that we're always looking at. And it's like at the strategy level, that's the macro level around how you're going to market, how you're positioned in the market, the messages that you're using, where your winning zone is, meaning this is this is who you should be selling to. This is the message you should be giving them. And this is the why behind it, how you're segmenting that marketplace and how you actually distill these things in a way that you can be successful. The systems piece Depending upon the type of an organization, systems could be anything from tech, which we tend to go light on. You don't want to overinvest in tech because then you just kind of automate things that may not be functional or you're using the tech to very limited utility. But systems could be there, but also just the systems that allow you as an entrepreneur to scale. That's one of our biggest challenges. You know, Marcia, you and I talked about this before, where we have clients who often have really put themselves in a situation where they're chained to a job that they're calling a business. You know what I mean? With a a horrible boss that pays you little and makes you work long hours. (laughs) Exactly. And I love that. I love that addition to it. Absolutely. And it's like, and it's the worst job you've ever had, (laughs) but it's yours. You know what I mean? And I'm not the first to say this. It goes all the way back to the e-myth, you know, where they talk about the idea of being able to work on the business instead of in the business. So the systems are what allow you to do that. The systems are what allow you to scale, whether those are just SOPs, you know, around how you intake clients, whether it's even more robust around how you build a sales funnel or any of those types of things around amplification and automation. Then you've got staff and staff could be 
if you're a solopreneur, staff could be your resources around you, which are your advisors, which are the folks that you're leveraging as vendors, whether you're using Fivers and Upworkers or using you know, lawyers and CPAs, whatever it might be that help build your business, understanding the competency matrix necessary for you to be successful and for you to impactfully deliver upon your promise to your customer or to your client. And then finally, your own skill set. One of the biggest challenges that I see in entrepreneurs and, and uh, business owners is that we have subject matter expertise, and that's typically why we started the business, right? And yet yes. that is about this much of what it takes to be successful in business, right? And so what do we do? We over-index on that subject matter expertise because it's our go-to. It's what makes us feel good, right? It doesn't feel good to be off in this realm of, you know, finance and 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 establishing cash flow and figuring out asset values. No, 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 I'm just going to go over here and whittle down on this thing. Well, you either have to have a realization that you're going to bring advisors to the core that are going to help you to do this, or you have to, and you should just continue to develop a broader skill set that allows you to better serve your customers, better serve your business, and, and hopefully better serve yourself. But that's that's the buckets that we look at. And then when you've got those buckets, now you can parse your energy you can say, I've only got so many resources, whether those are hours in a day, whether it's the people in your organization, whether it's capital or whether it's something you know more amorphous than that. But then you say, I've got these four buckets. Let me evaluate where I have the most critical need. Well, strategy, I kind of understand that. I've got good customers. They're, they're responding to my message. I'm able to deliver. They love what I do and they stick with me. That's great. Systems, wow, I'm doing all the work here and I can't hire anybody. You know what I mean? Then suddenly that kind of sticks up as a sore thumb going, this is a place where we should channel our energy. And so this is how you take this kind of theoretical understanding of I've got to be able to have control and distill it down to, OK, let me control this thing and let me make some moves toward be able, being able to create either capacity or greater depth and awareness around what it is that's going to move my business. Wow. I love the four C's. You know, um, I, I think that those are are really important and simplified, right? When you can yeah. dumb down a conference, not that you dumbed it down, but when you can break it down into <laughs> simple concepts, then people can grasp onto it. And those four categories that you had, I think are perfect, right? They're perfect yeah. for the areas that you need to focus on to scale and grow. First of all, why do people need to grow their business? I mean, I know the answer, you know the answer, but let's put this on here because a lot of people like to feel safe, right? And yeah. stretching and growing is uncomfortable and costs money and causes challenges. But why do people, why do businesses need to continue to grow and scale? I, I think that there are multiple reasons. I'm not sure you and I will land on the same one, but I'll, I'll think of, I'll, I'll tell you a story of one that I think is probably closest to where I think we, we definitely align. Um, I remember uh, about three weeks ago, I got a call. For me, it was uh, about six o'clock in the morning. Uh, I was in Europe and uh, <laughs> I got a call from a client who was giddy. She was giddy on the other end of the phone. And she's like, Hillman, I'm calling because this is the day that I get to fire you. And I am so excited about it. And I just wanted you to be the first call to let you know we're done working together. And the irony here is that I had to celebrate this because she had hired us about six months prior because she was at a point in her business where she realized that it was time for her to move on to do different things. 
However, she was the primary salesperson, the primary person doing all of the delivery, the primary person who was responsible for the level of expertise. And she had no idea how she was going to get a return on this 15 year investment she'd made in her business other than just walking away, closing the door and going, well, that's gone. And she wanted to be able to sell the business. When every business, every uh, business broker or, or evaluator that she went to said, the business is worth nothing without you. So no one is going to buy this business. And so we started working together to do these four S's. We built a different strategy around how she could penetrate a market that would allow her to hire other folks that could be junior to her that she could train up to do delivery. She productized some of her offering to be able to do things a little more online and add uh, uh, asynchronously as opposed to delivering uh, what she was doing live. She also brought in a sales team and dealt. we helped her develop a sales process to be able to generate repeatable revenue. And lo and behold, six months later, she found a buyer. So she was calling saying, we're no longer going to work together because now she's exiting. the So it's a joyous call. So the answer to the question, one answer to the question is scale is necessary if you ever want to be able to pull the value of your business out of the business at some point. If you ever want to realize all of that, um, um, all of that impact that you could possibly have. Well, uh, that's that's a perfect reason and and part of what I talk to all the time. So I love how you you found an example that matched both mine as well. But the funny thing about it is people don't think about that. They're so busy. I find that they're so busy in the minutia of the day to day that they're sitting there going, oh, I got to make revenue this quarter, this month, this today. And they're not thinking about the long term of you know, your client was lucky being able to turn her business around in such a short period of time and find a buyer. But it's like, they're not thinking about that until it's too late. That's right. That's right. And, 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 and it's a and, shame because then you've lost energy. You talked about being able to infuse our clients or our customers with some level of energy and some level of, you know, refresh. And often at that point, they're just, there's a lot of despair. You know, and, and there's a lot of resentment toward the business at this point. And, and all of that, you know, energy that was originally invested in creating and building this wonderful thing that's delivering for clients, you know, begins to dissipate. And that's that's just really a sad thing to see. I, I wish more folks and you're right. People come a little too late often for that conversation. Way too late. Um, yeah. and, and you want an investment, a return on your investment. You want the revenue now. But you also want to get that investment back on on the retirement side or the next phase of your life side and exit well, you know, with some money in your pocket because you did invest your blood, sweat, tears, nights, weekends, a whole lot of your savings into it. A lot of your money that you forewent or foregone without having an income stream for a period of time as you were building this, don't you want an ROI? Don't you want (laughs) a return on that investment? later on. And and if I think if you do it right, if you set up your business right and you continue to scale and grow, then you're building yourself income now and an asset later or a windfall yeah. later that you have. Um, but it's I important. think the idea I was coming with is that if you're not growing and scaling, you're actually dying. Yes. There's a, there's, there are only two options. Right. I, I always I, I always say that when when friends go, oh, wow, I just turned 52. And I'm like, well, there's only one other option. You're either getting older or you're not. You know what I mean? Right? Like, let's not be upset about it. Right? <laughs> Love it. No, you're ab- you're absolutely right. But it's for some reason, I think that 
I think that measurement is a impediment to scale. And what I mean by that is some of the things that you just mentioned around foregoing salary or um, and, and foregoing salary, not even meaning in that really kind of um, in that in that really harsh way where it's like I'm not paying myself, but just like you're not paying yourself what you would be making if you were in a company. And so like there's a delta there. And so like just even a simple spreadsheet that just tracks that as an investment in your business. And you just keep looking at what you've invested, maybe vacations you haven't taken, or maybe who, who knows, or the t- time you haven't spent with the kids, whatever it might be, however you're quantifying your investment. This is not to establish an adversarial relationship with your business. It's for you to get really clear on the fact that you've made a significant investment that deserves a return because you're in business for a reason, you're a business person, right? Yeah. So if you have an ability to look at this, and then say, okay, now I have a period of time, almost as people do, you know, people are fanatical about their IRA and their you know, these other things that I've never had because I've been an entrepreneur my whole life, but like 401k, IRA, all these other things, I don't know. But like people are fanatical about those those um, statements that come, you know, how much do I have and what will I have when I'm 65? Well, let's do a little kind of... Uh, Little, little kind of actuarial table on this thing and see where we're at and what the likelihood is of retirement. And that could maybe inspire some folks to taking deeper action earlier on if they had an understanding of the trajectory. Because truth be told, six months, this was a really tight timeline with a person who was highly motivated and had most of the levers in place and we just had to come in and do some tweaking, right? Most folks are probably a good 18 to 24 months away from being able to be in a place where they can go from where they are today to something that looks like repeatability and predictable scale. So the earlier you start thinking, even just thinking, you don't even have to act on it. Just understand so that you have optionality and control and that at least you're making a conscious decision, not ending up you know, on just the gerbil wheel. And then at some point the gerbil, you, the legs start stop running and you're like, where am I? You know what I mean? Well, that's that's a common place that business owners get into in the earlier age of their business. So someone first um, explained this to me that there's stages of your business. You've got your your infancy or toddlerhood. Then you've got your teenage years and then you've got your adult years. And in that many, many small businesses continuously stay stuck in that infant year of them doing everything and them doing longer hours trying to make bigger swings in the business. And and I look at scaling as a manner of you grow, then you need to scale and support it. And then you're able to grow some more and then scale and support it. Um, But I think in that phase, if we can evolve our business and start making it bigger then we start to build the business we actually dreamed of when we started it, right? We had this vision. Oh, I want to be able to do this and have this. And maybe it's take Friday afternoons off or have the lifestyle that I want. But we get stuck in supporting this beast that is, um, if you've ever gone surfing, which I can't surf and I'm from California, you know, I, I try to surf, but I get stuck in this washing machine towards the shore, right? Yeah. Where you're going around and around and yeah. half yeah. drowning, sure. right? Yeah. And that's where people get stuck in their business, in this kind yeah. of washing machine of put out fires, chase new clients, try and struggle your way through. And I think that's where they think that they have to be at a certain point before they can scale to the next level, but they can start scaling small 
you know, and putting systems in place to relieve the stress of being a crazy business that we didn't want in the first time, that J-O-B we talked about. Hey, I got to tell you something here that I, I know you know well, because you, you work with the same types of folks that I do. Um, I, I obviously completely agree. And I will tell you that what I've discovered over the years is that as much as it is about business acumen, it is equally about an individual's mindset. And there are individuals who define, and I, I, I am not disparaging this. I'm just making a, a factual statement. There are people who define their role as a business owner as having a calendar full from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. of things they have to do and fires they have to put out and clients they have to talk to and things they got. And, you know, and no one can do it as well as I can. And I can't hire the person. I got to stay on top of her because she's going to mess things up. And wow, I got the emails. And like there is something as much as they might go, I just can't take a break. I can't take a vacation because if I walk away, everything falls apart. There's also something that's a perpetuating element that is self-fulfilling around that statement. And what's it's so important, it's a badge. It's I am, under, it's tough world. I'm out here fighting the good fight, doing the struggle. And I mean, we all have our labels. I am, I am absolutely, I don't want anyone listening to this thinking that as I'm talking to you and you're hearing yourself in this, that I'm saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that it's a reality that you have to confront. And that sometimes scale is um, foregone because we don't see it for ourselves. We don't, sure, we'd love to be able to take the month and a half long vacation, walk away from the business and know that everything, that sounds good here, but in your heart of hearts, you're married to getting up and going into that office or flipping open that 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 laptop every day. And you don't know what the heck you'd do at 6 p.m. if you weren't sitting there responding to emails. And that's fine. But you've got to be able to have some sort of analysis around how that is truly impacting your life. And if that is a conscious choice, or if you are actually just going with, what you have always perceived things to be and the inertia is pulling you forward because once you flip that switch, first off, no scale will occur if you do not flip the switch. What will happen instead is you start feeling like you're losing control because what scale looks like to someone who has a mindset of absolute control and this is this is my world and this is what I do and this, that and the other, it looks terrifying. It looks like I'm losing control and I'm no longer running my business and I'm no longer important. I have no longer the validation that I need to wear the CEO hat. Right. I'm something else. And then what do you do? You pull it all back together. I've seen it. Right. So yeah. one has to come before the other. And then once you've reconciled that, then it's about taking stair steps toward that and then re reestablishing your value in a different way. And I'll tell you this for my own business. There's a lot, and, and, and for those who don't know, of the, all those things you rattled off, I'm also a bootstrapped you know, co-founder, closed loop, bootstrapped, my business partner and I, we started out not you know, eating ramen noodles and working together in a little co-working space, trying to figure out what we we're going to do and how we we're going to build this business. And we've never taken a dime and you know, we've scaled the company globally uh, and we now have 15 employees, which is great. Um, and the thing is that we get to a point where it's like, how do I now that I'm not the person constantly delivering and constantly on the marquee and doing the thing and I've got eight other employees who are doing that, where's my value? Well, for me, the value, as you could probably guess from the beginning of our conversation, is in seeing other members of my team grow and being able to expand the business even further and provide other areas in which we might be able to impact other customers. So these are the types of conversations that you know we have with entrepreneurs and and C-level executives in small businesses 
around scale so that we put them in a position where they feel comfortable and where they're teed up for success and not feeling as though they're losing control. Wow. But that's, that's, it's scary, but it's also, it's also rewarding, you know, I mean, having a life again, you can start to have that work-life balance, right? Where you can go spend time with your family or doing something that you want to do and you enjoy to do. You may have lost all of your hobbies and enjoyment because you're stuck in that toddlerhood of your business, but there are other things that you can do and other opportunities for you to expand and go. And I love the way you went back to the mindset. And mindset isn't woo-woo and, oh, I need a life coach and, and that kind of stuff. It's really the way you're thinking about your business, whether you're yes. thinking about your business from the revenue standpoint or you're thinking about your business from how do I grow it and get to another city or how do I hire the next person. It's just thinking what I love to say outside of your box yes. and looking at different ways. And it does take for you to stop that awful treadmill that you're on, you know, that's starting to squeak loud, right? It's, <laughs> you know, you got to stop that. Step away from your business and think about the next direction that you want to take it and grow because that's the first step is yes. that dream opportunity of saying, if, you know, uh, one, one of my mentors said a long time ago that he had built this fantastic business of, of all these people and he had a call center and he was doing this and he got there and he hated it. He hated oh. the business he developed and he, and it didn't take, it took him an opportunity or, or um, a situation to occur for him to step back and go, do I want to continue this thing I hate or do I want to take a right turn and develop something a little bit different? That doesn't yes. mean you're going to throw the baby out with the, with the bathwater. It's just, you're going to reshape the direction right. and, and piece of your business that you really truly want because we all get into things. I mean, what did they say um, uh, on a report uh, the other day that college, many people go to college and they graduate and they spend a boatload of money to go through college. And then they never work in that field that yeah. they studied so long for and spent so much money for. Or those That's that right. did work in that field hate it. Hated it, yes. <laughs> it was fun to study, not fun to take a check from, yeah. yeah. Uh. Exactly so we have to right. look at our business that way too. And that's why I love the fact that that mindset piece came back in and said, where are you going? What do you want? Yeah. What do you really yeah. want? I've, I've lived it. You know, I ask myself, it's, it's funny. There's a mirror like right in front of me too. It's like, I, I'm looking at in the mirror all the time saying, is this what you had in mind? Is this, and if it's not, let's, let's make the, let's, let's be real about it. Let's change it now. I talk to my business partner all the time. I'm like, is that the kind of business that we want to build? Is that the direction we really want to go? We have an opportunity here. Is it just an opportunity and it means more money and we're going to hate ourselves over it? And we'll be like, yeah, there's no way we're touching that. That's just who wants to wake up doing that every day. And I'm like, yep, nope, right. cut it out. You know, and it's great. But you got to have someone that you can have this dialogue with outside of your head. You know, getting getting outside of your box requires, you know, someone kind of opening a lid sometimes. Right. Mm. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Hillman, this has been fantastic. And I know we can talk for hours and hours and hours yeah. and days on this subject. And, and we're both incredibly passionate about helping small businesses to grow. So where can listeners find out more about you? 
Well, you can obviously find me on LinkedIn, and I'm sure you'll put that in the show notes, so I won't go through a long spelling there. Um, you could contact my company at closeloop.com, which I'm sure will be in the show notes as well. And then, you know, another thing, Marcia, for, for your folks, anybody who's interested in that concept of 4S, um, the four buckets of strategy system, staff, and skills, and just how to start thinking about that, I actually, with uh, one of the members of our team, Ned, who works with smaller businesses, we sat down and just had a conversation about it. It's about 45 minutes long about what we've seen in companies and some things that folks could think about. I'm happy to give you a coupon code for folks to hop into that for free to take a look at it. So if you want to share that with your audience, I'd be happy for anyone who wants to take a look at that and better understand how they can start to think about the things that they can control in their business and whether or not scale makes sense and in what direction. Love it. So valuable. And every business owner needs to grow or they're dying. And scaling is part of growing because you you get to a ceiling and you have to either uh, you're either going to hit the wall, you're going to go over the wall or around the wall. Um, so that's the scaling is being able to move around that that ceiling that you've had. And so every business needs to do that. So I would encourage you to go pick up Hillman's uh, great resources for you. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, listeners, I hope you have found a couple of ideas to put into your business that will help your business be more profitable. I know I have, and and it's just, it's fantastic, the excitement that continues here. So it's never been more important to focus on growing your business. So don't forget to register for my new masterclass. This brief 20-minute training has been specifically designed to help you learn how to grow your business five times or even 10 times its revenue and the value of the firm. And you're in a great position to sell it someday uh, in the future on your terms. So some benefits include more profit, more free time, and an easier to run business. Go register for free at 10xyourfirm.com. You don't want to miss this class. And Hillman and I would love to hear your comments and questions. Reply here in the, in the, in the show. Hit us up with um, maybe one of the strategies you've done that is either scaled or not scaled. Or out of those four S's, which one are you focusing on right now? We would love to hear those comments. And don't forget to subscribe. So you can catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. We're looking forward to more profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks so much, Hillman. Thank you, Marcia. 